What's up, everyone? My name is Liam, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. And today, we are joined by Tanner Witt from the two-man pop rock band Rags and Riches. They've generated an amazing number of streams and views for a newer band, 2.4 million streams and counting on Spotify, as well as over a million views on their music videos. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Tanner. Hey, thank you for having us. So tell me about yourself. What's your story? What's the band story? Um, yeah, I grew up playing music. Uh, our My parents, like both Peyton and I's parents, were like uh, youth pastors in church. So we kind of started that way, like just like in church a little bit, uh, playing music. And then in 2017, he was like, hey, you want to create a band of our own outside of everything else we had ever done? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we tried it and it was came supernatural, just uh, easy for us to to write this way and things. So uh, that's kind of a quick story of how we got going together and things. So we had always played music together. That's amazing. I mean, you don't really see much these days of like a like a brother duo type of thing. And yeah. like when you see a band, it's like a two man band, but it's like the music sounds so amazing. It sounds like there's so much more than just two people in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, that's the, there's a lot of work that goes into that for sure. And Peyton produces all the music, so uh, he's very skilled at doing that, making that sound a lot bigger than it is. Yeah, I mean, I've I mean I've took it upon myself to compare you guys to Imagine Dragons at some points because just I get that vibe from the music, and I'm just in my head I'm just like these guys are the next Imagine Dragons. I can see it. That's cool. No, we, that's Imagine Dragons 21 Pilots are huge influences to what we do. Yeah. So, yeah, that went into one of my questions, actually. Um, what were your inspirations to do music? Like, you know, you mentioned like your family was in and out, like church and stuff. And obviously that's a musical environment. But yeah. what were your inspirations? Uh, so, even though, yeah, my parents were working in the church stuff, like they taught us and showed us so much music. So, we were, it would be nothing for my dad to show us, like, anywhere from Tupac to Dave Matthews to Vince Gill. Like it was uh, Led Zeppelin queen, like everything all across the board. Um, and so a lot of those, I think the reason why we created the music that kind of feels genreless to a certain extent is because of everything they were showing us, like my parents um, growing up and we didn't really like the idea of just like being stuck in one specific genre. Um, so a lot of those inspirations were all over the place, but some of the more recent ones that uh, kind of developed the look and feel and sound of the band were, were the Imagine Dragons, Twin One Pilots, uh, the score, the band Camino, uh, and then even like Post Malone and Kanye, like kind of feel as well in that. Yeah, because I mean, I notice different vibes from every single song. I mean, they all come together purely and create a really nice record on your, on the one. Uh, it was, it was, it's always gold, correct? Yeah, correct. Cool. I mean, I see so many different like twists to every single song. It's like you have state of mind. It's like that song is that gives me a pure Imagine Dragons feel as well as like a very nice like rock feel as well. Yeah, yeah. Where some of the others, I mean, they feel more like electronic music, even in a way, like, as you mentioned, like Post Malone and 21 Pilots and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Like, we, Peyton, when he first started producing, uh, he was producing, like, EDM music and then music for rappers in school, like, the, his buddies. Um, so I think a lot of that kind of came out in our music as well kind of that like edm feel and some of the hip-hop beats and things as well i mean like yeah like what is the writing process for your songs i mean i know you said there's many different factors that go into like your inspirations but what's the writing process and production process it's different with every song um we get asked this question a lot and so it's always funny just because of uh the way our process goes, I guess a lot of artists pretty much stick to a normal process, but with us, it's very different with each release or each single or song or whatever. It's like, sometimes I'll have a chorus uh, to come in or like, so, there's been times where I've had the entirety of the song, like in my head, no, like never touch the guitar or anything. Just like, I know how the song should go and bring it to Peyton. And then he just produces it from scratch. 
Uh, and then other times he's had a beat or he's had like a chorus. Um, so it's really all over the place. It's never like a, this is our formula to make like that magic formula or anything like that. We are kind of open to whatever um, is flowing in the moment is kind of the way we've always kept it. Yeah. You mean, I mean like you can talk like an, more like an experimental process, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, there's certain songs like the beast. Uh, we wrote that one a specific way along with outlaw, uh, which is an older song too. Um, but I like wrote down as many phrases and words that I felt like matched up with the content. And then we literally just like, almost like a word search, just like paired and drew lines to each thing. And that's how those two songs were written. Like were that way. It was super weird process of writing, but it felt great. And it was so easy to write that way of just like writing all these phrases and words down and then just putting them all together. I definitely noticed some of that in the music. And I mean, I think it's very unique and I mean, I think it's very, it's something you don't see very much, at least in the music I've, exposed myself to and i mean i didn't even like discover you guys with spotify i was like i was like going through my uh, instagram stories and you guys showed up on my story like it was like an advertisement or something i was like so that's the first time i was like interesting i always get music and then like every single day multiple times a day you would show up on my feed and i'm like i'm gonna check these guys out and then that's i cool. did and i was like i didn't regret my choice definitely we appreciate that for sure how did you feel when all the music like you guys started getting traction, like heavy traction. Cause I know, like, as I mentioned, you guys have like millions of streams. I mean, yeah. How does it feel that, how did it feel once you got traction? I think the craziest thing was the very first release, just because, you know, you, you throw in something into the world that people are going to hear for the first time. And, um, we put that out there and within three months we had over 500,000 plus streams on the very first release. And so we're like, obviously we did something right and people like the direction that the band was going. Um, so there was no greater feeling than like all the hard work we, cause we worked uh, from 2017 to 2019, like in quiet, like only friends and family like knew that we were working on this behind the scenes. We didn't release anything or post anything, play any shows nothing um so kind of seeing the results of what two years of just quiet working in this studio right here um came out is is really cool and i guess and like we would say an honor like for uh the results we've seen so far when i've discovered you guys as i said like it was out of like the blue and then i was just like holy crap i really like this and i mean like it really was unexpected, like the variety of some of it. It was very unexpected for me. And I think that's what I think really drew me to listen to more and drew me to like really explore and do research because I was like, this is like one song is completely different than another one, but it all like somehow comes together in a sense. And yeah. It's amazing. I mean, thank you. Thank you. We've, we've had so many people like, uh, there's been some like people in the industry that were like, Hey, you need to find like your sound. And we're like, no, we found our sound. It's just, we like to whatever's in the moment. Like we write that we don't, we never like stop it. Like, Oh, well this is not pop rock dead on. This is a little more hip hop based or whatever. It's like, this is more EDM, but it still feels like rags and riches. We just feel like that is the brand. It's kind of the, both and like rags and riches kind of fits the concept of like some of it doesn't feel like other stuff but that's totally fine and feels like our brand i mean yeah because it's like if the fans are perceiving it at least how you ex you're hoping or expecting it's like that's all that matters yeah exactly you know? i mean some people have their sound and great for them but i mean like sometimes like that's what just goes for them I mean, yeah. other times you just see people where they do everything and then they become widely successful. But I feel like that's also because like they have such a bigger outreach, I guess, because of the, like, the variety of their music. Yeah, I think that's kind of why we wrote the way we did was trying to make it not just in this one vein, like all the time. Like we have fans that they might not like these five songs, but they love the other 10 or whatever. You know, it's that's fine. Like we're making music for everyone, not just a specific like 
20 to 30 year olds or whatever it is. It's like, Hey, we make music for everybody. And people have said like our live show was such a cool experience because it doesn't feel like they're hearing the same song, like for a solid hour. It's like they're going through time periods. They're going through, uh, just a kind of a full on experience than they are like just hearing a song that sounds like the same four chords over and over and over, like some other bands and things. Definitely. I mean, like, what is your set list like though? Like what, like I've never been to a rags and riches show. I mean, I'm kind of fresher as a fan to you guys. So I haven't really had the time to go figure, like go like, explore and stuff and see what your live performances are like. But do you think you could like briefly, like, I don't know, from start to finish, like explain to me how it works for your shows. Yeah. Um, it's just a, like a ton of energy. I would say at times it feels like you're at like an EDM festival because uh, there's just so much like jumping and dancing and things like that. So it does feel that way of like an EDM festival um, is probably a, the best like description I would describe it um, because we just we're full of a lot of energy when we step on the stage. We've had soccer players like professional soccer players say that the amount of energy we have on stage in a performance is more like harder than what they do for a full like game. And I was kind of like, I don't know about that. That's pretty, like, right. pretty but I, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much jumping like the entire show um, and moving around and in the crowd and all of that. So I think overall we, we created an experience more than just like a show or anything like that it's a full-on event and experience when someone comes to see rags and riches i mean i'd be i mean definitely like that sounds like an amazing experience to go through because i mean you want everyone to enjoy the show i mean that's the point of it yeah but it's like and it's i mean the fact that you're describing it's like oh all this energy and then you have these other people saying oh it's you know there's so much more energy and it's comparing to this and this and you're just like i feel like it's like oh you view it as your perspective not theirs i guess yeah 100 percent. my next question i guess you could say is like what's who's like the coolest band i guess you've met or even played performed with um so this story we've only shared it with a few people but um we were going to see a friend of ours a bass player that plays for jay joseph uh which is tyler joseph of 21 pilots brother um so we were going up to columbus to meet jay uh and hang out with jared the bass player of jay and i'm standing there like at the basement um concert venue in columbus ohio and my brother's like hey tyler joseph's standing next to you and i was like shut up dude like don't lie to me and he's like no he's right beside you and so i look and i'm like oh i'm freaking out inside a little bit but then like you know, we start talking and then we talk for probably 30 minutes plus. Um, and yeah, it, that was probably one of the coolest experiences of like people we've met just because I've literally got to hang out with him, like, and just sit there and have a conversation with him, uh, about my band and, you know, things he was doing like that are private and stuff. And so that was like an incredible experience. And, uh, I don't know, it was just one of those moments where you feel like, there's no other way to describe it, but like you're just in the right place at the right time and you're doing what you're supposed to do because if you're not, you wouldn't have met someone like that. So that's kind of what that experience felt like. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, I, I feel like everyone should have a moment like that at least once in their life. Oh if, yeah. I mean, you should always have at least one moment where you meet someone you admire. I feel like everyone should experience that in their life. And, you know, hearing at least that you uh, you and or Peyton, I don't know, was if he, yeah, you said he was there, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the fact that you guys got to like meet him was like amazing. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was like, I guess you could say in a sense, it was like you possibly could even have that feeling of like, oh, I finally made it, you know, I'm actually yeah. doing this. I'm actually like here type of thing. Yeah. It, it was like, I told Peyton, I was like, it was literally like, destiny for us to meet him that night it was so weird it just happened and it didn't even feel like i didn't feel starstruck or anything like that it was just like talking to a friend uh especially like once we got to talking it was like i was just talking to you right now of like casual nothing of like you know he didn't act better than me or 
you know, something like that. It was just this really cool, like casual conversation we had together. Love that about artists these days, honestly. I mean, like me and you right now, we're having a casual conversation. We're having fun. And I mean, that's, that's what I wanted to do with this whole podcast. I want to show everyone that, you know, everyone has a calm side, I guess you could say that, you know, a civil side, you know, regardless of how famous or well-known they are, it's like they're people. Yeah. There's, they may be a celebrity from, they may be popular for what they've done, but you know, at the end of the day, they're still people. Oh yeah. That's how we want to say that's like a plan for Peyton and I to always be like super humble and just down to earth with people. And, uh, a part of like our main, like, goals in our career as a band is like um we say we go the extra mile for people like you know if, if some kid or whatever comes up wants a picture or wants a sticker and everything's packed up there's been moments where we pull everything back out of the van and get that sticker out because it's just like people are important um and just the stuff that people have to go through in a normal day life like they deserve a moment of like how I did with, with Tyler Joseph, like just something special like that, that, you know, you can share with people and it makes their day. I mean, definitely. I mean, that's one of the many things I respect about a lot of bands or artists these days is a lot of them are just like, if they see someone that wants a picture or wants an autograph or just wants something, they're like, we're going to provide it because, you know, that interaction I have with that person, it could change that person's life or. Exactly. It's also, it could make a, a big impact on them and it, it just overall can make them look amazing. But then again, that's also not always what it's about. I mean, it's about yeah. making someone's day, making someone, you know, feel something, I guess you could say. Exactly. Just inspiring them to go after their dreams or goals. Like, I don't know. I feel like moments like that can inspire somebody to say, oh, I want to be an artist now or I want to be whatever an astronaut now. and that's just cool that you're making an impact on like the next generation too. Right. And I mean, you're also like, as like, you're just, you're really early in your career and you're already making these impacts. And I mean, that's, that's amazing because it's like farther down the line, you're just going to keep doing it, keep doing it. And it's like, it's just one of those things where it's like the interaction is just, it's priceless sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had a few moments already with like that. I mean, I'm not that big of a podcaster, but it's like I've had people just be like, you know, I look forward to it every single week. It's like, oh, I wake up in the morning and your podcast is all posted and I just drink my coffee while listening to a good hour or something, you know? It's awesome. Yeah. And they're like, it really makes my day, makes my week. And I just, when they say that, I'm just like, thank you. I mean... I, I, I never expect people to say that to me, but then they do. And I'm just like, I don't expect it. And I just, it's one of those things where you're just like, uh, like it tugs your heartstrings a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, like what, what's your most like, I guess, memorable or favorite interaction you've had with a fan? Um, I think the first one that comes to mind was, uh, there was a woman in Illinois uh, when we went there to play a show, she came out to see a show and we had just released, um, our song edge of time. And this has been a while back. Um, but she came, she already had listened to that song, but I guess as we were playing it, like it hit her, but she came up and shared like her story about how she was like in a severe car accident. And for probably, t I think she said like maybe eight or 10 years, she stopped like trying to do things anymore because she just gave up on life uh, and was kind of like you know i'm not going to try to recover fully because my life's over um and i guess people get in that mindset trapped but she said like the lyrics of edge of time says like you got to live to be alive to be alive you got to live your life is one of like part of the chorus of that song and she said she was like crying and in tears and then i'm crying because it was like super emotional um, but she was like this, that just like inspired me. And then I saw her probably it was after COVID. So it would have been like two or three years after that. And then she was thriving, like doing all kinds of stuff, involved in all kinds of things, like in her town, in her city, making a difference on other people's life. And so, you know, Peyton and I were like, Hey, like she, you know, it may not fully all been us that had, that you know inspired her to do all of that but we had a small part in that 
And to us, like that, that's like spectacular and incredible feeling to see like somebody go from a mindset of like, I'm done, like I can't give life or people anything more from me to now, like she's doing things in the community and making a difference and raising money for things to help uh, the less fortunate and things. So I was like, that's super cool. I think that's probably one of our greatest, like, I feel accomplished regardless if we ever like got massive as a band, that was like incredible for us. Just hearing stuff like that is just, it's like, it's so, it's so amazing to hear like how music, even if you're just like a small artist or a big artist, like stories like that really make an impact, not only on you as a person, but like even just listening to that, I was just like, I felt so like heartfelt for that woman. I felt horrible. Yeah. So I'm like, but it was amazing to hear that, like, she, in a way, acknowledged that you were a part of what made her so yeah. strong and powerful again. It, yeah. I mean, she came back and after whatever, three years, two years of not seeing her, she saw, came and saw us again. And she was like, hey, these are the things I'm doing now. And she was like, you know, I still listen to that song. And she was like, it's still something like in her house somewhere. Uh, like she wrote the, that line down specifically and she said it inspires her. And so to us, there's no greater feeling than that. It feels like that's, that's success right there to me, not anything else. I mean, yeah, cause I start, I'm starting to go off the motto. I, one, in one of my podcasts, I think it was my third episode. One of my guests had said why he runs the fan club for the, for five finger death punch. Okay. And, uh, one of the fan clubs for them. And he's like, one of the reasons he does it is to motivate and inspire people and just to like show that like there's community and unity. And I just, ever since then, I've took that. That's the one thing that's stuck in my head is this just the phrase motivate, inspire. Yeah. Honestly, that, that's, that's what I thought of when you told that story. And it's honestly, I mean, it's like, it's a great thing to go off of and, as I said, like that's purely what came to my mind when you were that's, mentioning the story with that woman and why you do what you do. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's it's I mean it's in our it's our main motive of everything is to inspire a generation of dreamers is kind of what we say. And I don't think dreamers have to be like next generation people. I think dreamers can be ninety years old and still accomplish their dreams and goals in life and. Um, so seeing that and hearing that it, it should be inspiring to millions of other people as well. I mean, since we're on the topic of inspiring, has any of like your own music like motivated or even just inspired you in general? Have you ever felt that way about your own music? Um, yeah, I think um, it, it mostly comes from I think those stories like that um of hearing it kind of like come from someone else but there has been moments where our song tension of the season uh it's basically we wrote it about our grandfather who had a stroke um and it was like during covid so we couldn't get in the hospital to see him and so we had no way to express how we were feeling so he wrote it into that song and like i can't tell you how many so times like i've listened to that song myself just to be like if i was like down it there's been like times where i feel like certain songs of ours don't feel like our song like once it's out and whatever put on spotify and all those platforms like i feel like it's not ours anymore at times um so when it like i listen to it back or something it doesn't even feel like it's mine and that's one of those songs that's like that it's just kind of like gives me like lets me see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of feel I definitely could say I feel that same way about a lot of your music as well. It really motivates me. And just hearing that story you just said about how your grandfather yeah. spoke and how your own song inspires you. I mean, I feel like you're like when you produce something with a song or maybe my situation, a podcast, like if you enjoy the product you're producing, I feel like that's pure like proof that you're making good material. Yeah. I mean, I hate listening to my own voice. I hate listening to myself in general, but it's like, for some reason, when I listen to my podcast is during the premiere on YouTube and stuff with all the people that show up for it. 
It's like, for some reason, I don't feel ew and disgusted by it. I feel like intrigued to listen to myself. And I'm like, that's a first, man. It's like, <laughs> it's funny when you like listen back to yourself too, because it's like in the moment, you're such like so in the moment that you don't even really hear everything that comes out. So when you do watch back like a podcast or a song or whatever it is, I feel like more with a podcast just because it's longer and like, there's a lot more things said, whereas a song's like shorter. So like when you go back to listen to a podcast or something that you were on or interview of some sort, it, it is interesting to like hear and like see everything that came out of that. It's it's amazing also just like what we were talking about earlier about how like it impacts other people. Like just hearing how people how it makes people feel, it's like it's beautiful to listen to sometimes. So I think because on one of my episodes, I uh, started, we were, me and my guests started talking about mental health. Uh-huh. And how it's a lingering concern with a lot of people and how me and that person, like, were reflecting on how we both experience it. And I remember I saw in the comments, and the person even reached out to me on Instagram, I believe. And they were just like, I was in, they were like in tears for half the episode. Because it's wow. just like how in depth we were going into the conversation and relating about it and just saying, like, how much we want to change society and make it like just help people i guess not have to go through that type yeah. of stuff and it's just they were this person was just like it made them remember all these like bad times but they were like it was in a sense of looking at themselves now and look where they used to be type of thing yeah and it was and they just said it really hit them hard and i mean when i when i heard that it just made me want to get up and keep going more and more and every time and I mean, I assume it's probably the same for you. Like you hear something like that and you're like, I got to produce even better next time. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is that way. So I know like you've done, you know, your music and all that and you've done festivals. I'm assuming you've done festivals, shows and everything. Do you have any like other like hobbies or interests that like are outside of music? Yeah. Um, that's something I've kind of like pushed more into lately too. Cause I, I feel like when you're like a startup business or anything, like you're so like invested in that one thing that it's like every other thing just disappears. Right. Um, so over the past little bit, like I've always played like 2K. Uh, like Basketball? I did, yeah. Uh, I love it. Like that's... I love that game. One of the <laughs> best ones ever. Yeah. I literally was playing it before I came into this. I just... I, it's my good like clear my brain type game of just like, I'm not focused on anything but this game. Um, and then I'm, this is something me and my fiance got into recently. Uh, but we've been buying the heck out of Lego sets. Uh, <laughs> and That's been so doing, random. Oh my God. We've been building like, we have a wall right now, like a shelf we bought with tons of Legos. Um, just because, it's another thing I just do. Like I enjoy it. We do it together. And it's like one of those relaxing things of just take your mind off everything else for a little while and do that. And then movies. I'm like the biggest movie buff like ever. I'll watch everything and do all the quotes from every movie and all of that. So what movies have you been watching lately? Oh, let's see in theater. I think the last stuff I saw was like, I went to see the new Elvis movie. Um, the new Jurassic World. Um, there was a few others. I saw the Doctor Strange, like Multiverse of Madness. Um, and then I just binge everything on Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, everything like that. So I love that new Jurassic World movie. Honestly, I feel like I I I heard so many people just saying, "Oh, it was such a blowout." But honestly, I feel like it was such a good combination of like all the generations. I guess you could say of like the different Jurassic World periods. Like you know, the original Jurassic Park characters were in it, and then you had you know the new characters in it, and they all came together. And then there's like in this sense, it was so interesting and unique. And I felt like it was one of the best movies. It was one of like. For sure, to me, it felt like there's no way that can be the end of it all because it just it didn't have that like conclusion feel to me. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they'll keep it going, but it wasn't. I think people like bashed it really bad, and overall, the like uh, ratings on it weren't the best. But yeah, it was not the worst movie by a long shot. 
I definitely think they should make more, honestly. I know I think I heard somewhere that they said that it was more than likely going to be the last like storyline one, I think. Yeah. And I was I was really beat when I heard that because I'm like, I really, I really enjoyed that movie. And then they're like, oh, we're probably not gonna make any more type of thing. And I was like, what? That doesn't feel like the end. Yeah. There has to be more. You know. We would probably get any more of it for like ten or twenty years or something like that, and they'll just come right. back. Someone's gonna be like, "Oh, we haven't seen this subject in a long time," and they'll just bring back some. They'll bring like some side story or something crazy like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's how I feel like it'll be for sure. Like they've done with Star Wars and stuff. Right. I mean, they conclude. I mean, I know they had said they pretty much they concluded Star Wars movie wise, but I'm like, I already know there's gonna be like a million side movies now. Oh yeah, that are gonna be just as good as the main story ones. True, like all the Disney Plus like stuff they're releasing now for sure i haven't really gotten into the disney plus stuff very much it's just i don't know i feel like they're so disconnected but connected at the same time that i'm like i get i get connected to them but it's like sometimes i can't wrap my head around some of it yeah the mandalorian stuff was fantastic for sure that was probably still the best part of the star wars stuff getting to see baby yoda and all his greatness it's like (laughs) Yeah, you just hear you hear the old wise Yoda, and then you watch Mandalorian, and it's just like here's a small baby child that is Yoda, and there's like here's his beginning, and I'm like I felt like that was like nowhere near expecting what his childhood was like in any sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what we what was there like? What is it? What was your favorite like Star Wars movie, or it could be any of them, like a TV series side, or even a main story one? Probably Empire Strikes Back still is like the top. I do like the newer stuff a lot, but still to this day, I think Empire Strikes Back is still like the best Star Wars movie by a long shot. Yeah, I think my favorites are probably I don't remember what's the title of the first one. I forgot the like like. Phantom Menace, I think. Oh, you're talking about okay, Phantom Menace. Yeah. yeah. I think honestly, I don't. I think like it, it's weird. I feel like they start off really strong, and then like the second one is typically like in like the three movies for each time period. I guess they do. I feel like A New Hope was like one of those movies where I loved it, but it was also like not my favorite one of those three. I think yeah. Empire Strike Back was my favorite out of those like that three of that time period. I think the Phantom Menace. I think which was the first movie. Yeah. Um, that was probably my favorite out of those. Then all the new ones, honestly, out of the three new ones, I really don't have a favorite. They're just so equally notched. I like, yeah, the newer ones, I liked. I know they got people talked bad about those two, but I liked all of them. I was fine with the storyline, how it went. Then, like the last one, I feel like I didn't expect that. I expected it to like end, but I mean, like. I don't know. I felt like the conflict portion of it was kind of weird. Yeah, agree. It was very different than what they typically do, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm glad they brought the Emperor back and all that, too. That was sick. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, you really thought, like, we all thought he was dead, and then it's like, oh, then he comes back in this really weird form of, like, just, I don't know, he was, like, rebirthed into this creature. And I yeah. was like... I was like, how does that work? But, I mean, it's Star Wars, so you kind of have to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> True. Is there any other movies that you like? Series that you love a bunch? Um, I'm starting to get into the Marvel stuff. For a long time, I wasn't super interested in it. Uh, but I promised my fiance she's, like, a huge fan. So I've been watching through everything now that. Um, and then just – I mostly am, like – I like uh, – movies i have always liked movies better of just like not saga or series or anything just like one off done don't bring it back end it um but i've gotten into more stuff like tv series and things like that now um but i think vikings the tv show was probably one of my favorite like tv shows loved it um and like ozark was a great show oh that that oh Ozark oh my god I've been to that for so long I've rewatched it so many times I'm sorry but that's honestly one of my favorite shows oh, it's out of like that bunch of subjects you know yeah 
that series I mean, was fun. I love that series. There, there was so many ups and downs in it. It was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like one thing happens, but then another thing happens, and you don't even expect that. And you're like, how can this part of the movie function? I mean, of the show function without this portion, but then it somehow still functions. Yeah, yeah. And like, for sure. So many, like, out of pocket cards, I guess you could say. Like, you're just like, what? I guess it makes sense now that you're seeing it, but it's like, it's kind of those things where it's like, that's kind of weird, but also like, okay, that's a twist we didn't see coming, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite series. I just, I would watch that one again for sure at some point. Have you seen like the Breaking Bad series as well? Everyone keeps telling me to watch it. That's one I never have watched and I want to. Every time I like talk to someone about it, this like my favorite show, I honestly say Breaking Bad's on my list. It's it's so long and dragging at times, but at the same time, honestly, all together it really does come together. And it's really yeah. it's it's funny, but it's also like it has its up and downs just like Ozark. Definitely. I get into it because I've literally you're like probably like the hundredth person that's told me that this week <laughs> everyone week. Always, yeah it feels like it because it's like everybody always talks about breaking bad yeah i'm not gonna say anything but i just the storyline's unique and i think it really it does play out very well and i think it's a it's a very good series okay you should definitely I'm, if you like ozark i think you should check it out okay i will for sure yeah let's go back to the subject of music real quick or at least okay. Obviously, that's why we have you here. But um, what's the coolest experience that you've had that you know, like you've gotten that's came out of music? I know you said you've met Tyler, but is there any like other significant ones or like experiences that you know would probably never happened if you wouldn't have did music? Ah, uh, good question. Um, I'm sure there's a million things. Um, I'm trying to think. Some cool things we've like um, just because University of Kentucky like basketball and is like everybody freaks out. It's like gods here in Lexington. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, but the football team now is pretty much up there too. And Will Levis, the quarterback at UK, is like probably a top five uh, going into the NFL probably next season. But we recently uh, did a video and he was in it and some of the guys from the UK football team and getting to work with him was like really cool just cause I'd been to so many games and, uh, heard him saw his face everywhere around here because it's plastered on everything it possibly can be. Uh, and so that was cool to get to work with him on a music video for pressure. And, uh, he was just down to earth, humble guy and, anything that needed to be shot for the camera or angles or whatever. He was like, let's do it. And he's super busy. So it was cool that he was just so chill about whatever we had had to do for the shot and stuff. That's awesome. I mean, like music videos are always like so interesting to watch. And, you know, when stuff like that happens, I mean, obviously you have to take the opportunity while you have it because yeah. you only live once and probably know you'll maybe never, you'll maybe never get that opportunity again. True. I feel like my well, your music videos though are always very they're very interesting, but also I love I just love watching them because they really fit the groove of every song that you put them on. Thank you. Thank you. We the videos are always like super uh a unique process of that. Like sometimes when we're creating a music video while we're writing the song, we're writing the video at the same time. Um because it'll just be like we could do a video doing this and this area could be this. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny if a lot of times the videos are already written or at least the idea and concept are done by the time the songs even like Peyton starting like full on production or mixing. That's awesome. I mean, that sounds like from what you're like telling me from like all the pro different processes that you said that you're telling me about, I feel like, your band, I feel like, I'm not like saying like other bands probably don't do a similar process, but I'm honestly, that sounds like a, like a thought process or just even a writing and production process that like I've never heard of before. And I think it's really unique. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I don't know how other people do it entirely. Um, we've read some things about how people have done it and different things, but I feel like we're just 
a lot of energy anyway. So when we're writing a song, Peyton might hop up out of the desk like here and then we'll just be jumping in the room and be like, okay, <laughs> now I've shows, this is what needs to happen. Or if the music video, you know, we can do this. And so our brains are so like just bah, 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 moving so quick and creating so many things at one time. But I guess that's kind of what creates like our unique feel and everything as well. Yeah. I mean, like the unique feel, as you just mentioned, I mean, I can have, I, I'm, I think the variety and I think the uniqueness of every single song, I feel like if you ever say like you have your sound, I feel like in a sense that variety and just that punch of just, you know, each song was different, but it's so unique and it comes together in a way that I feel like that's your sound. Yeah. Like one specific sound. Agreed. It's it's just, I feel like the variety is your quote unquote sound, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's probably the best way to describe for sure. On the topic of uh, like how you guys do variety, a variety different of different types of, I guess, styles. Has there ever has there ever been a style that you've tried that hasn't worked out? Uh not yet. Um we've we have some stuff that's sitting like just unreleased material and some of it's kinda like uh feels almost Mumford and Sons like not folky but kind of in that vein a little bit, like more acoustic driven. Um and so we've tried that. Tension of the season kind of has a country twang to it. Um, and then we've done the hip hop thing. We've done some rap in the songs. So really like, I don't feel like there's anything we've tried that we can't figure out a way to make it happen. Uh, maybe like opera or classical music. I don't know. We'll see. That would be an interesting twist. Actually. Yeah. But some like opera and like rock, that would be a really interesting combo actually. I think it would be more like Queen, uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody-esque feel to it uh, if we were going to pull it off. I mean, I definitely think you guys should give it a shot. I mean, it's a it's a stellar idea. And I mean, feel like feel like out of all the styles you've tried, it, it could just bring an aspect that's just like interesting, I guess. It's yeah. Like, oh, I feel like that would grab someone's attention, you know? So, I agree. Yeah, you guys you guys have like one style and another style. As I said, like we both said like you guys have a million different styles you do. But I feel like if you add another, I mean I feel like you could just grab just a, one other batch of people and it would just I don't know. We're up for it. I mean, I think the big thing we want people to say is like what can't they do? And so yeah, that I think at some point trying those those areas may be the next steps to just see how far we can take it and try everything so like would you guys ever like be into like doing covers or are you guys going to keep it all original um so like live we may add a cover to um it's we've talked about it on and off for a while now about releasing like a cover um if the right cover comes up or like the feel that we create for a cover um, I think we would probably do that. It's just for now, we've wanted to continue releasing new content of our own because we've created so much. Uh, but a cover in there is probably in the cards at some point. What kind of what kind of music do you think? I mean, I know you said you like wait for like the perfect one to like come, but what kind of style would you ex- would you think or even just expect it to possibly or like? If you did a cover, what kind of like genre or style would it be? Uh, I feel like most likely we'd take like a pop song that's like your top 40s uh, song and make it our own is probably the most like, okay, that's probably what we would do, I would say. Well, it sounds like really cool, actually. I mean, all, I mean, as I said, like all your music just has such a unique twist. I feel like you can make anything and everything work. I feel like I could just send you a song and you guys would just make a unique twist out of it and it would just work. Yeah. I think we could, I mean, Peyton's brain works super unique. So, uh, between him and I, I think we could come up with something unique for pretty much anything you threw our way for sure. 
Man, I find it amazing how, like, you you were saying earlier how, like, you guys, like, you know, you pop one idea off each other than another, and it's like it's like fast going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth type of thing. I mean, I find it amazing how, like, you were just, like, how, like, how fast you guys kind of, like, go at it, I guess. And, I mean, I find it interesting how, like, you guys keep up with each other, and the synchronization is just, it just sounds like something really, like, you, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I think it definitely just has to, all to do with being brothers and being on the same w- wavelength, like always, like if he fires something off, I can almost picture it instantly of what he's imagining. And I think it's pretty much the same vice versa. Just, you know, anytime like something creative or uh, things like that, there has been moments where we've obviously disagreed and uh, on things, but then we'll be like, okay, now let's try it there's been times where I come to him and I'm like, I want to do a song this way. And he's like, that timing doesn't even make sense. And then we'll try it. And then it, it makes sense once we figure it all out. So, um, we definitely just have a good, like where we're brothers. Right. I mean, like, like I know you had mentioned, like you have some unreleased material, but like, do you, have you guys been working on Like, have you guys been working on anything new lately? Yeah. Um, there's, two songs that uh one of them's done now and uh it's being put into the system and everything and given to the uh record label we're working with um and then we have one more that's going to be the follow-up release to the one we just gave to them um and both of them are uh you they don't sound like anything we've done before if like they're very different um i feel like a lot of our songs like where peyton's a drummer they're real drum heavy and these are kind of dialed back on the drum side and I'm doing more guitar stuff uh, and bass and things like that. So it's more a little more like organic feeling than some of like the EDM feel. That's, that's actually really cool. Well, what instruments do you play? Like what, like what do you know how to do? What in your musical abilities? Um, Just like electric acoustic bass is kind of, and then obviously vocals um i wish i could play keys i know some chords but i don't i I don't say i play keys at all um that's kind of my main area i play then what does peyton do i know you said drums and production but like what is what are his unique talents i guess um i mean he's pretty much he can pick up something and learn it pretty quickly but his main areas are drums and then um keys he he can actually play quite a bit of stuff on piano and keys uh just a lot more like kind of classical feeling and he has no training on it he just it's just natural ability on it it's a, you just put it in front of him and he's just like okay plays around with it for a few hours and eventually he's like got something man yeah yeah that's pretty much and then i'll be like oh okay i wish i could do that on keys but <laughs> i mean you two make it work though i mean he does the magic and then you're just like, okay. And then you kind of like bring it together. And yeah. I mean, I mean, from what we've seen so far, I was like, I've said like, it's, you guys are such a unique pair, such a unique duo that like, I just never, I always can just never wait for what's next. You know, it's, thank you. I feel like the future is, it's going to be something interesting. I mean, I keep thinking, Oh, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm expecting like some of the stuff like on the album you released a few months ago. I mean, yeah. in my head, I'm like, I'm probably going to expect something like this. But then as I'm talking to you, I'm kind of like, I don't know what to expect. And it, <laughs> makes, it, it, makes, it makes me anxious. And I'm just like, I kind of want to know. I really want to hear it. And it's Yeah, it. I've shown it, the song, to a few people, just like our close friends and family and things. And the second like they were done, they were like, that doesn't sound like anything you've ever done before. And I was like, good, that's what we wanted to be said but they were like but in some way it still sounds like you guys and i was like i don't know how peyton does it but he just figures out a way to make it feel like us and our brand but it's completely unique and different on this song i mean going back to some of the topic we like said earlier like going back to the, the your sound topic it's i feel like you guys really do have a sound it's just not i guess distinctly noticeable i feel like your sound is just the way that how you try out a style or you just throw something at the wall and it just comes back and you guys just put it together. And it's like, I feel like that's your sound is the combination and bringing so much 
variety together. Yes. I think that's probably one of the best descriptions I've heard of it actually is that it's like, there's a lot going on, but in some way and somehow it just fits. I mean, yeah. I mean, as you had said, like a close friend or whoever you said you had shown the music to, like, there's like, it sounds something completely different, but it's still like, in a sense, sounds like you. Yeah. I mean, that definitely like in my head, it kind of clicked and I was like, that's, that's your sound right there. You know, it's, you just make some, you just, you get handed something and it's like, it's, it's like a weird combination. But then as I said, it's like, it is, the way it comes together is, I guess you could say your sound. Yeah. It's glorious. Thank you. Thank you. What should we expect from the future of Rags and Riches? I know we've been off and on kind of like talking about one thing, another thing, but what should like me and fans and just the community expect out of the future of you guys? A lot more music coming soon. Um, you know, we, we got that coming. Um, we're playing quite a bit of shows coming up where uh, we have a tour coming up with Jay Joseph. Um, and then also going into the next year, um, a lot of festivals and another couple of big tours uh, in the works going into next year. So that's kind of the main things right now. Are you guys coming to the Midwest at all? I mean, I'm I'm in St. Louis. Sometimes, like, I want to I want to I really want to go to a Rags and Riches show now. Yeah, yeah, I, we definitely will be in the Midwest um, coming up. We haven't played St. Louis crazy enough. Uh, we were supposed to back in 2019, but we still have not. So hopefully St. Louis will be uh, in the cards for, if not this year, early next year. Definitely. I'll definitely show up. Definitely. I don't I don't care what anyone says. I, I'll miss school for that. I'll miss anything for that. I would just, I would die to go see a show right now for you guys. Awesome. I mean, from what you've described on how the shows are, I mean, I just, I, I need to experience it, man. It's one of those things yeah. I need to experience it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What like I know you like you said you love music. And obviously, you love music, but like, what's what's your favorite show that you've ever had? Like done, like like witnessed. Not like you, but like a band or artist that you love. But what, what's like your favorite artist to see in concert? Ah, uh, I think one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Still is, you know, Thirty Seconds to Mars. I've heard of them before, but I don't think I really listened to them too much. Okay, so Jared Leto, it's his band. Um, and I saw them in a smaller like club kind of feel. One of the coolest shows and experiences of my entire life. I mean, obviously, like, Tornado Pilots and Imagine Dragons in an arena is, like, Tornado Pilots is killer in an arena uh, just because of all the lighting, rig, and everything. But... Um, 30 seconds to Mars in this kind of smaller space brought like such a unique experience and just opened my eyes. to a lot of like things that I could do with a performance versus just like getting up there and uh, just jumping around and just using the lights to rely on, but more of like, Hey, I can do this and throw this out in the crowd to get this kind of reaction and things like that. And I'm, I was probably 18 years old and the second, I saw it. It just like changed my perspective on a live show kind of feel. It's awesome. I mean, there's nothing like live shows to be honest. But yeah, um, I just wanted to say thank you for your time. And uh, as closing this, I just I appreciate everything. I appreciate you showing up, making time out of your busy schedule for me, from what I'm hearing at least. Oh yeah, absolutely. I said thank you for your time, and this is Liam from the Full Circle Podcast signing off.